0: Today on The Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, some very bizarre news uh, coming out of North Korea in regard to uh, their leader, Kim Jong-un. There's been rumors floating around uh, for a while that his health was uh, not good, and he was in and out of of the limelight, so to speak, uh, in North Korea uh and, and now those rumors are starting to float again about uh his health and uh and exactly what the state of his health is uh let's talk about that and uh, maybe even jump down to the u.s to find out what's going there and talk politics elliot tepper is with us emeritus professor of political science at Carleton university and he is
1: with us now elliot thank you for the time i hope you're doing well i'm fine scott and the uh, same to you i hope things are well with you and yours
0: Well, they are, but boy, you know, we certainly see conflicting and hear conflicting rumors coming out of North Korea. And this has been going on for quite a while, but then they sort of, uh, these rumors subsided for a while as uh, Kim Jong-un made an appearance. Now they're coming back. Where are we getting this? Is there any accuracy to these reports?
1: Well, I think it shows a few things. One is that what happens to North Korea, what happens to its leader, is of great importance. This is a nuclear-armed state that has threatened to become even more of a, of a nuclear-capable, international, deliverable, weapon-residing state. So this is a state that has been in the news for a very long time. It's very important. What happens there is um, clearly of interest, and we're, we're back talking about it. The second is it's almost impossible, Scott, to know what's actually happening in this hermit kingdom. Uh, I'll be glad to run through this particular set of uh, rumors, but the, the broad pattern is it's a very secretive place. We're back to the old Cold War days of Kremlinology, you know, who sits next to who at the <laughs> at the Politburo meetings, and we're just reading straws in the wind. But uh, one of the straws in the wind is, has put all this back in the news. Once again, as it happened uh, it was last April, I think you and I even talked about it at some yeah. point, Last April, there were these reports that he was in a coma, that he'd had a heart operation, that the stent had gone wrong. We had great detail, and that it, a report had come out of China, which makes it even more credible. And it turned out none of that was the case, as far as we know. It turns out probably the fact that he was missing important meetings, at traditionally critical meetings, uh, he he just didn't show up for a long time, weeks, and it turns out he was probably. Probably hunkering down in Wonsan, he has a villa there and a yacht, and he was just lying low during the COVID crisis as it got uh, worse and worse. Now we're back at this now because of a report by a former aide to a former president of South Korea, saying that uh, he was he was dying. And again, this is the same fellow who reported last April on this unnamed source in China. So it's picked up now by uh, U.S. tabloids and Fox News, and we're speculating, is, is, this, this, is, this, is it true this time? This heavy-smoking, heavy-drinking, overweight young man who's got a nuclear weapons capability, what's happening?
0: It, it seems that whenever these rumors floated around, then he would somehow make an appearance. Has that not happened? Has anybody seen him out and about?
1: Aha, now we have the same kind of process. Yes, he has been seen. There's photos been released. And uh, no, he's just fine. Oh, wait a minute. Those photos might have been faked. And they have a history of faking these. Besides, he's got a body double. So then people who really can monitor this as effectively as it can be monitored counted up and said, well, 16 times in recent uh, times he's been reported in the press. And if you look closely at these, and uh, th- we know that he's very good at faking Facebook things, but these aren't all Facebook. No, it looks as if these photos where he's appearing, not very recently, but recent, in the recent past, no, they're authentic. So we're down to reading those kinds of tea leaves. Uh, there's no way to accurately portray this, but it looks as if it's another case of the hermit kingdom being important and opaque, and we're left to guessing.
0: If he wasn't sick, though, and he was aware that rumors like this would be surfacing or, or certainly going about, would he not make himself visible?
1: Well, not weak. <laughs>
0: Otherwise, he's showing weakness, is he not?
1: No, he's just showing that he's important enough to be talked about.
0: So his motto is, if I hide long enough, people will eventually start talking <laughs> to me again, or talking about me again?
1: Actually, his real motto is, you better take me seriously. And uh, if you forget to do that every now and then, I'll launch some missiles or do something so so the world doesn't the world had better pay attention to me. I don't think that's what this one is, but uh, we what part of what sparked all this? Scott was a flurry of activity. He he apparently is reorganizing um, the apparatus, the policy making apparatus. Uh, policy making being the official institutions of the state. A whole flurry of meetings have just been held and he's reorganizing, he's replaced this leader with that leader and so forth. His sister, as you know, his younger sister, uh, has has been prominent, and does this mean that she's now groomed to replace him? Oh, wait, she can't, because she's young and she's a female, and we should all remember that he's got another half-brother hiding away who's been put basically on ice for a very long time. So all this kind of succession rumor uh, may have something under underlying it, but it may well not. So, who would
0: replace him if that was the case? And Nobody in...
1: knows. He he does not. He's apparently married and has young children, but they're way too young to take over. As he, as I say, he's got a half brother who's uh, older than he is by quite a bit. Uh, the, whose name is not? Uh, Pyongyang uh, Kim has been out of the news for decades, but he apparently is a contender simply because he's male and he's a direct offspring of. Of the country's founder. So the so,
0: sister would never have that opportunity because she is female? Because well, she has been quite prominent in the news of late, but no, that's, that's, that late, wouldn't happen? Not
1: this week. You see, this is the kind right. of rumor mill we're in. Yeah. No, she's not appeared at two meetings but there's a, of the Politburo, but was, maybe she's just busy. So we're into this kind of rumor mill. Um, it's very important who would succeed him. It's unknown who would succeed him. It's unknown if he's actually uh, seriously ill. But it certainly shows how important North Korea is. Uh, just as another example, one of the, one of the things that's been announced, uh, he announced uh, that North Korea was going for a vaccine for COVID. And now reports are coming out, you know, if he's going for a vaccine and everybody says fine, the sanctions on him should not cover humanitarian um, research material that would go into making of a vaccine for COVID. Let's, let's stuff in. And then people come along saying, you know, you can use that really for bioweapons. It's very easy to convert that kind of research from a positive to a negative. And they already have an extensive bioweapon capacity, but maybe this is just a cover to allow them to have a a cheap, effective weapon of terror, which could even be, uh, you know, deployed. But uh, you could say, well, we didn't do it because you can have plausible deniability over a bioweapon. Again, it's the kind of... Rumor mongering that this kind of closed but important regime can generate.
0: How has North Korea fared during COVID 19? Do we know? Who knows? Yeah. They,
1: they announced very early that they were closing their border with China. And of course, that's very important. China was the origin of the virus, and uh, they've claimed that they're having great success on it. I've been very concerned uh, that w- if it gets into North Korea, and gets into the gulag system. They've got enormous, enormous sprawling um, prison systems all over the country, where a significant pro- proportion of the population is imprisoned. It, it's this is a this is a thuggish regime, a, 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 a tyranny, and we shouldn't forget that. And if it gets into the gulags, um, these overcrowded prison camps, it would be disastrous. You're listening to The
0: Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Is there
1: any reason to
0: believe, uh, and again, obviously we're speculating at this point, that uh, if uh, Kim Jong-un is ill, is it COVID-19 related? Although, as you mentioned, he wasn't the healthiest person uh, on the planet prior to that. Is there any reason to believe it is COVID-19 related?
1: We have no indication of that whatsoever. There's not even, even in the rumor mill, we haven't heard that one yet, although you may have just launched it. And, uh, you know, it can be picked up. That doesn't mean it, it, it hasn't happened or can't happen. Any ruler on Earth can be, uh, can be affected by this virus, which is looking for ways to kill. But so far, that's not been a rumor out of North Korea. So uh,
0: if these rumors are, are floating around, would Kim Jong-un,
1: again, getting back to what I said before, would he not want to put this sort of thing to rest? Well, he might, he might just show up. That's something important. And then we'll have to say, is it really him? Is it his body double? Are these fake photos? Oh, no, it's really him. We'll have to see if, how this e- evolves. The fact that we've had false rumors in the past does not mean this is a false rumor. He may indeed have something very significantly wrong with him. He may indeed be um, trying to p- put in place his own successor, or others around him might want to be doing that for him. But because of the opaque nature of the regime and the false rumors which have come out in in particular last April, no one really knows how to play this one, except not too seriously, but not to be dismissed.
0: So we really don't know any any more now than we did in the spring in in regard to this.
1: I would not take a report in the tabloid press in New York as, as authoritative.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, the United States and Donald Trump. Uh, We've just seen the Democratic Convention uh, wrap up, and now the Republican Convention has started. Uh, One more virtual than the other. Uh, Compare the two, uh, although this is just obviously the first day for the Republican Convention. Uh, Do do you think the Republicans
1: learned anything from the Democrats with their virtual uh, model of this? Yes, I'm sure they watched it closely. And remember, they they've had to scramble because they weren't going to have a virtual convention. They were going to do the real thing, and that's why you have to move from North Carolina to Florida. Oh, wait, now Florida's under lockdown, so you can't have a real convention there. Donald Trump clearly wanted a traditional convention where he would be basically receiving a coronation in front of a cheering, adoring crowd. That's not going to happen. It can't happen. Instead, it's going to be virtual. They had to put it together in a much shorter time period because of the shifting uh, wishes of their leader. You know, it's so tempting. We talking about North Korea. I almost said their dear leader. But in any event, <laughs> the the, uh, the leader uh, wanted to have one kind of convention, and now he's forced into another. So they've had a shorter time to p- put something together. I have confidence they'll put something very slick together, very professional. Uh, they've They've got the wherewithal. They've got basically unlimited amount of money to put these things together. We hear that it's going to uh, break all kinds of conventions in two ways. One is that, I'm sorry for the word convention, but uh, traditions in more than one way, they're, they're going to um, feature the nominee every single night. Yeah. So this is, becomes kind of like the Truman Show. It's, it's the Trump reality show version of a convention. Is Not only is it virtual, but it's going to be non-traditional in that way as well. But also he's using federal property. He's going to use the... the um, White House, apparently, and maybe the Rose Garden, and maybe who knows the Resolute Desk and the Oval Office. He's going to be using federal property for political purposes, which is uh, not at all traditional, maybe illegal. They're going to be exploring that. But thats uh, I, I think you'll see a lot of uh, focus on, on the handful of minorities that will be there, will be highly featured. It's going to be a, um, I've, it's, it's going to be what he does best. He's going to say, I've built a fantastic economy. Give me a chance. I'll do it again. I've kept you safe. Remember these these uh, these riots in the street, uh, this they're coming to get you in the suburbs. You cluster around me for protection against the other. So it's going to be that kind of a combination. And I suspect it'll be quite slickly done
0: uh Kellyanne conway announces uh she's stepping away from uh her job obviously advisor and then and i believe ran the campaign uh first time out uh very prominent in his uh in his office obviously uh and her husband uh, uh both on different sides of the political spectrum here have both said they're going to step away how big a blow is this to his campaign she's quite a prominent
1: person there. yes um uh, we have a situation first of all we should talk about <laughs> The interesting relationship there—you have uh, the husband who's working for the Lincoln Project. He's, mm-hmm. he's actually a conservative Republican lawyer, but he broke. He's part of the Never Trumpers, and he's part of this Lincoln Project, which is a group of Republican operatives who are now actively putting together the best campaign ads against Donald Trump. Yeah. He writes op eds, so they. This, this was a, a, an intriguing couple to begin with. Uh, the spokesperson for the president and now the opponent. But they both are stepping away. It's not just one. They're both saying, our kids are paying the cost for this. We have to go home and look after our family. But what it also means is that Donald Trump is losing another member of the band. Um, He's managed to get Roger Stone available for use so that he can start to put his team back together. That was so effective for him last time. But with Steve Bannon in jail and Kellyanne Conway apparently – Uh, unavailable to help out on the campaign. His core team that got him elected last time is, 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 let's say, different. I I was going to say weaker, but it's certainly different. He cannot rely on the same people. He may well rely on the same messages and the same techniques of fear-mongering and basically consolidating the white vote of America around him. That's going to be his goal, and uh, that's what this convention will, will attempt to do can he run the same campaign twice worked once the the
0: but you know COVID 19 a lot of ch- has changed since then
1: yes well a great deal has changed i mean the economy's in tatters uh and he has an opponent who's harder to drum up hate against uh we should talk a bit about biden he did not get the the bounce you get from a traditional convention i mean they both have conventions they both get a bounce But what he did get out of this convention, Biden, is that people were before the convention saying, yes, we're going to vote for the Democrats, but it's not because of Biden. It's because we don't like Trump. Uh So the enthusiasm was much more about we want to get rid of Trump than that we like Biden. So Biden didn't get a big bump in terms of enthusiasm out of the convention, but his enthusiasm personal rating went up. Ten per, I guess eight to ten points, people are now saying, yeah, we really like Biden, we're going to vote for Biden. So even though the national polls may not have shifted, he now has a plus rating in favorability of about five to six points, which is where traditional Democrats have been reading the polls on this. Traditionally, the, the party that wins has something like a five to six favorability gap over the other, whereas Donald Trump remains, as he always has been, underwater in terms of popularity disapproval versus approval that being said we all remember
0: the polls in the last election is there anything we can learn from that
1: yeah don't trust them much uh, <laughs> this this election is not over that's my my key message right now it does look as if the democrats are on a, a glide path as of the end of august to winning the presidency definitely winning the house and probably maybe even Uh, increasing their hold, maybe, very possibly, maybe even probably taking the Senate. But that's how it looks today. That is not necessarily how it's going to look uh, on November 3rd. And also, we have to say November 3rd is no longer the actual election date. We used to know by the night of November 3rd, the winner. uh, We're not likely to know, know who has won this thing for several days, at least, after November 3rd. Hmm. Elliot Tepper has been with us,
0: emeritus professor of political science, Carleton University. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. And to you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900-CHML.